So if I can't take control of this person, I can get angry myself mm-hmm. because they're not allowing me to control them. Welcome to Mind Matters with Dr. J.A. Jones. Dr. Jones is the head pastor of the Faith Community Church of God in Orange Park, Florida. Relationships, finances, our spiritual life, whatever it is, our problems start within, in our minds. Dr. Jones explores mental wellness through the application of God's word in our lives. It's just what the doctor ordered. Let's join him now and dig into Mind Matters because your mind matters to God. Thank you for being with us today on Mind Matters. I have a special guest with us. Uh, she's going to share with you who she is. Oh, hello, everyone. This is Cindy Jones, a First Lady of Faith Community Church. Are you glad to be with me today? I am glad to be with you today. Well, how's your day going? Wonderful. Wonderful. Blessed day. Yes. I'm feeling blessed as well. I, you know, I am so grateful. I am just grateful just for life and what God has blessed me with and health and strength and incredible family and and callings and positions and things he wants me to do. So I'm just excited. But thank you for being with me today on Mind Matters. We're going to pick up where we left off last week, part two. This is part two. I'm glad you're here listening as an audience, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And I hope your week and day have been going well. So part two of understanding why we get angry. If we understand that, we'll find ourselves going to a better place and a better future. And the things we talked about in the past was five threats. The first threat we discussed was a physical threat. That means a fear of physical danger. The second thing was a self-image threat. People are threatened by their with their self-image. It could be social media or what people think about them outwardly. The third one was a belief threat. People beliefs are threatened because you don't believe the way I do. People have a tendency to get angry. The fourth thing was power threat, gaining control over somebody, allowing somebody to feel weak or vulnerable. You don't have to feel that way if you know who you are. That could have been at home. It could have been in school. It could have been at the workplace or relationships. And the fifth one is goal threat. Somebody that is trying to get between you and your goal. You could be driving down the street trying to get to a location. You could be in debt and you want to get out of debt. And somebody else does not want you to get out of debt because they want to stay in debt. So those are the five threats that we somewhat covered last week. But today it's about going forward in understanding why we get angry. People are angry today. I don't know the stats on it, but the last time I read it, I think if there was 10 people, four or five, maybe six people are angry about something. Mm-hmm. You know? Anger rests, I believe, in the bosoms of food. You know, anger is not a bad emotion, right? No, it's not. No. No, it's not. Well, we all have anger, but it's what we do when we're angry. Mm. And mm. the word tells us to be angry, but sin not. Yes. But he tells, it also tells us to exercise self-control. Yes. Yes. Control ourselves. Yes. And one of the things I said before, it says, don't make friends with an angry person. Mm-hmm. Now, I used to be angry growing up. Mm-hmm. You can attest to that. 
I don't know why, but I know I didn't know why then, but I know why now because of life and because of my upbringing. And it talks about with a furious man, don't even hang around a furious man. Mm-hmm. If you do, you're going to catch on to his ways because association can impact a person's attitude. It can be contagious. Okay. And that principle talks about it's a snare to the soul. Go ahead. Right. And if you think about it, a lot of times that anger stems from not being able to control somebody else. Really? Yes. You sure about that? Yes. Tell me about that. What does that mean? Well, like you say, you have the different threats. Right. And that that's really showing us what's if there's something in us that's causing us to be angry. Mm. But then many times... It's uh, us trying to take control over somebody else and trying to get them to do or think or be the way that we want them to, and they are not cooperating with us, so right. we get upset. Okay. <laughs> really? We're not God. So if I can't take control of this person, I can get angry myself mm-hmm. because they're not allowing me to control them. Right. They're not allowing me to direct them or influence their life in any way. So even though what if I have the truth and they're not listening to what I got to say because what I'm telling them, and if you're listening to us today, which I hope you are and I know you are, sometimes when we want somebody else to go in a different direction because they may be getting ready to fall off the cliff, they may put themselves in harm's way in one way or another, they may not be following truth, but they could be following falsehood. We may have a tendency, based on what the Lady of Honor just said, Cindy just said, that we may get angry ourselves because they are not doing what we want them to do or responding to what we want them or the way we want them to respond. Right. We are not in control of circumstances and situations. And since we can't control what is happening around us or to us right we become upset mm. but the word tells us control ourselves. yes yes and then a lot of times yes. those circumstances and situations is trying to help mature us you know iron shopping at the iron right you know so right. we can understand that we we're not the one god is in control yeah God mm-hmm. is in control, mm-hmm. and He put us down here to work together, right? One with another, right? And so everything is not going to go the way that one person wants mm-hmm. it to go. Mm-hmm. We all think differently. We have different personalities mm-hmm. and so forth. Mm-hmm. But and we can't expect everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like a little two-year-old, mm-hmm. they fall out in the floor if they don't get their way. Really. A yes. two-year-old. A two-year-old. I think they called that back in the day a temper tantrum. Yes. Okay. Why do they fall out? Because they cannot get their way. Because they cannot get their way. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowing them to have their way. So what happens when a two-year-old control a parent? That's a problem. That's a problem. Houston, we got a problem. Yes, because that con- two-year-old is going to react uh, or do have that same behavior if that parent gives them what they want every time they behave a certain way. Mm -hmm. And believe me, the two-year-old is going to become a child, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh-oh. And they still going, they know that that's going to work if their parents 
do the same keeps giving in every right. time they act a certain right. way right and then they become a teenager come right. on now right and they're probably bigger than you are yeah yeah and if they're still acting the same way and right. get in their way and then right. they become an adult in society <clears throat> okay and they get out in the streets and they expect that they're going to act that certain way mm-hmm. when they get if they get into a workplace. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Or wherever right. they go. Right. And then wonder why everybody mm. else around them is not give, letting them have their way because they acted that same way. Wow, we can spoil children. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They become a spoiled adult. Yes. I think this is one of the reasons our society is full of people with the attitude of entitlement. Yes. They feel like they are entitled because they were entitled from two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and now they're teenagers. Whether it's a parent or a parent figure, whether it's somebody over them, they have caved in to their desire because of their emotions. Mm-hmm. They become angry, and then people become friends to children at too early of an age, and a society is just discombobulated. Cindy, you'd be amazed how many uh, uh, supervisor, managers, business owners that I have talked to over the years, and they say they can't find nobody to work. And when they show up to work, the work is too hard, so they quit. Or I teach sometime in the school or local colleges, and I find students think that they want the teacher to do the work rather than them do the work themselves. <laughs> they want to show up late but yet they want to get a, a reward, grade. a good grade, because <laughs> yeah. they have the attitude of entitlement. Mm. And I've been told by several people that hire people, it's tough to hold on to certain people or certain age groups because they really don't want to work because they have this, they want something for nothing. Yes. They want to get a lot and give minimum. They want maximum with minimum results. Hmm. That's the spirit of entitlement. And guess what? If they don't get it, they get angry or they just leave. Mm-hmm. I'd rather them to leave than get angry. <laughs> because as we said, anger is not a bad emotion. Right. It's part of our makeup. We're human beings. You know, so anger is good. Mm-hmm. But we got to harness the anger in the right direction. As the scripture said, be angry in the book of Ephesians, but do not sin. So what happens when people grow up angry, they have a tendency to sin. They have a tendency to mess up someone else's life. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem. So threats, as we talked about in the four, those five threats can be direct or indirect. Mm -hmm. Threats can be direct. In other words, when somebody is physically aggressive toward you, Mm -hmm. they coming at you to fight. That's a physical aggressive threat. Then you have an indirect threat when somebody rolls their eyes at you. Have you ever rolled your (laughs) eyes at somebody? Several times. Say it one more time. I didn't hear you. (laughs) Several times. All right. Yes. Obviously, someone said study says that's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. It can degrade a person. Mm. It can leave a lasting impact, a negativity Mm -hmm. with a person because of just the mere fact of that non-verbal communication of rolling the eyes. Right, right. Kind of like saying whatever. 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 
Yeah, whatever. Okay, whatever. You know, what does that mean? Because uh, sometimes people blow other fi- people off by just saying yes, whatever. Okay. You okay. Know? And so it can be insulting. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, All right. You roll your eyes at somebody or you say whatever. Right. And they, they become upset or angry because you they be, they're not being taken seriously. I agree. 100%. Yeah. So we got to recognize threats that are direct and indirect. Now we can find a way. I I'm glad you're tuning in. We have been talking about uh how to understand anger better in our society. There's so many people that are really not just angry, they could be frustrated, they could be disappointed and it leads to anger in different ways. But I'm not today I'm not trying to make you a counselor or an advisor, but I want to give you some thoughts as it relates to how to minimize a person's anger response. You know, when you make someone angry, you can ask yourself, what pattern am I threatening? Is it a belief threat, a goal threat? Is it a different type of threat, a physical threat? Is it a power threat? So you have to ask yourself, what pattern am I threatening? When you understand what area you have threatened, you can do something about it. One, some of the things you can do, you can acknowledge and validate their feelings. I'm sorry you feel that way, in other words. Right. You know, you can acknowledge somebody else and try to validate their feelings. So I hope you're listening today because these are great points for you to know because we have an angry world. What do you think about that? You can. I, just, I agree. Okay. You know, oh, uh-huh. I heard someone say, uh, you know, when, when they start off something, say, I don't mean to be offensive, but what they say next is offensive. Yes. <laughs> well, it's on their heart. It's in their mind. They're going to say it. <laughs> but another thing we can do to help somebody, we can speak with them, not at them. True. A lot of times you got to be on their level and not directly at them like you. we are above people. You right. know, We're not above nobody, right? And that's important to know. We can be aware of our posture and our voice. We talked about rolling of the eyes. What about the rolling of the neck? <laughs> or your tone. Oh, your tone, right? Yes, yes. You know? how you say something. Yeah, they, they say nonverbal communication is more impactful than verbal. Mm-hmm. Studies have put that out. So we got to understand that as we go forward. We can allow time to cool off. That is so important mm-hmm. as we go forward. Mm-hmm. Dr. Jones is the pastor of Faith Community Church of God in Orange Park, reaching a hurting world with the love of Jesus. We thank you for listening to Mind Matters, and we encourage you to show support for the many community outreach ministries that Dr. Jones and Faith Community Church tend to. You can give at Faith Community's website, faithccop.org, or just text money sign and the amount you want to give to 833-435-8022. We are blessed to be a blessing. Now let's get back to the program. Then you can ask yourself, what pattern am I threatening? When you acknowledge and try to validate their feelings, you speak with them, not at them, you're aware of your posture and your voice, then you allow time for cooling off. I hope you're getting these points. You may want to write them down. All right, get something right. Then you may ask yourself, what pattern am I threatening? And we're going to continue because a principle in James says this. 
human anger does not produce the righteousness of God, mm-hmm. right? It really doesn't. It doesn't produce right living, better living, healthy living. When I think about the righteousness of God, the way God wants us to live is helping others and connecting to people because life is about community. Is that right, Lady of Honor? Yes, it yeah. is. It talks about pray for one another, yes. love one another, bear one another's burden. Yes. Um, all of those things. Yes, as they say, no man is an island. Right, no man is an island. So, But when you make somebody angry, it reveals an area that you feel insecure in, right? If you are or easily they, angered or what? Yes, or when they make you angry. Oh, they, when they right, I'm with you, 100%. <laughs> but if you're easily anger, angered, you may be easily threatened, mm. okay? It's like being out of balance. Right. It is. You're out of balance. And yes. you feel like you're not on solid ground. Right. You're insecure. You're insecure. And insecurity is a, a uh, form of fear. Mm. Okay. It is. Okay. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, you, like you said, you're uh, unsta- on an unstable right. ground. Right. You know, you're not in control. You know, you, you feel threatened. Right. Uh for right. whatever reason there but we have to take that look at ourselves when mm-hmm. someone angers us why am i getting angry because of what this person said or what what they what uh they did right you know why am i upset right what is going on in me mm-hmm. for me to be getting to feel insecure or feared right. or upset that they did this thing. Right. Did they overstep their bounds? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if not, why am I getting upset? Even mm-hmm. if they did overstep their bounds, why am I getting upset? Right. That is true. <laughs> that is true. As you say, not on solid ground or insecure. I do agree with that 100%. Uh, have you ever stood on one foot, Stood on standing on one foot? You know, if somebody comes by, they can push you over easily, right? Yes. Uh, but if you're standing with two feet spread apart, it makes it harder for somebody to push you over. Right. Or push you backward. Right. But just imagine standing there and somebody supporting you from behind, uh, and they got your shoulders, it's almost impossible for them to push you off balance. Right. Because well-balanced people are grounded, Mm. Uh, and and they're engaged in the support of other people, as we were talking about, because it's so important to be well balanced. We live in a society that is completely crazy, bonkers, but out of balance as well. Yes. Uh, so God wants us to learn how to become secure in ourselves and in our relationship with Him, and to be calm, cool, and collected. <laughs> right. In difficult situations. Mm. You know, that's God's plan. How can we learn? You know, we can learn to be secure in areas that can potentially anger us. So I want to define or develop a sense of self-image, a secure Mm. self-image specifically. Mm -hmm. The first thing I think is important for us to have is a good filter. We got to create a good filter because as we get older, we can filter out statements and thoughts mm-hmm. that are not valid, that mm-hmm. are not pertinent to us, that mm-hmm. are not important to us. You know, if you can tell an adult uh, they're stu- stupid or crazy, some adults will laugh at you mm-hmm. because they know they're not. Because they, they, have, they have, over the years, developed, I call it biblical filters, godly filters uh, of self image filter to realize who they are mm-hmm. they'll just laugh at you right right i love like you can see on social media sometimes where these fathers 
uh, put their child in front of a mirror mm. and have these confessions or or I don't know what you call them, but to have the child to say positive things about themselves. Yes. So when they do get out into the world, if someone says something negative about them, they have already been uh, established at home of saying, I am a good person or right. I am beautiful or right. whatever they have them to say in the mirror right. because they know once they get out into the world, people will say negative things yes. and try to insult you and try to bring down your self-esteem. Right. That child may not have uh, experienced that yet, mm. but they are preparing them mm -hmm. before they get out into the world mm -hmm. what to believe about yourself. Yes. You're 100%. 100. I, I agree with that. Uh, I think that's powerful because children don't have a filter. Right. Okay. They are, they're a sponge. Yeah. So if you tell a child they are wonderful, they're incredible, they're resilient, they're mm -hmm. confident, and they look in the mirror and mm -hmm. say it to themselves mm -hmm. and they can see their reflection, they will have a tendency to believe it, like you say, once they get on their own. Mm -hmm. They're developing a secure self-image. Yeah. I'm a child of God. They can't even say that. Uh, I'm blessed. Mm -hmm. I'm beautiful. Yeah. Um, if it's a guy, it, I'm handsome. Yes. Yes. And and this is coming from a person of authority in yes. their lives. And we got so many adults where uh, that has grown up where a, a authority figure has said something negative to that child and they grew up believing that Woo. you know my goodness and just like yes. you know I, I think yes. about that m movie The Help right <laughs> where right. the the babysitter was telling her you're smart you're kind <laughs> right. right right you know and yeah. had her to, to repeat that right you know and so especially w with people that are your parents or your teacher or somebody that's in authority in your life starts you as a child and tell you you're going to be no good and all of this right. kind of stuff. And you right. grow up believing that and you or you're trying to grow. You grow up uh, trying to do the opposite to prove yourself. And if somebody in your adulthood repeat that same thing, you become angry because yes. that take you back to what was said to you as a child. Yes, 100 percent. As you just tuned in, we're talking about understanding anger and how it relates. We talked about it's important to develop a secure self-image. You got to create a good filter. And then you got to understand the next thing is you got to consider the source of the threat, right? Yeah. Hurt people hurt people. Yes. Have you ever heard that before? Yes. I definitely. think it's so true. It is. If somebody grew up with that hurt, they want to pass that hurt on. And it's important for us to understand when we understand how to have a secure self-image. Mm -hmm. we got to recognize the source of the threat. If it's a five-year-old saying, I don't like you, or is it someone of value that you trust, like a friend, a spouse, a co-worker that you're close to, if they tell you you're no good, it may bother you versus a child, right? Mm. Hurt people, hurt or a people. parent, or mm -hmm. a parent. That's what yes. you're saying, authority yeah. figures. Yeah, 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 mm -hmm. yeah. So the third thing, as we go forward in developing a secure self-image, mm -hmm. hope you're listening and you're listening well. We have to know our strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Where are you strong, and where are you weak? Mm -hmm. You got to use your abilities and attitudes to help to encourage other people. That is so important. 
I know I'm strong in many areas, and I know I'm weak in other areas. I'm a great listener. That's one of my great skills, uh, my strengths. You know, I know how to listen well because that's who I am, right? You're right. I don't know. What are your strengths? What are one of your strengths? One of my strengths. Right. Oh, goodness. Organizing. Oh, yes, you are. You're a good <laughs> organizer. You really organize yes. things, and I love that. Uh, about you. The other thing is this, we can learn from every situation. So when you're developing a secure self-image mm-hmm. as relates to adversity, as relates to anger, so you will not be anger, angry when somebody tries to threaten us with all of those issues, we can have a good filter. We can understand the source of the threat. We can know our strengths and our weaknesses. And we can learn from every situation. Can you learn from every situation? We should. We should learn from other conversations yes. and experiences. Yes. And it comes from interacting with others. Other people. Yes. Right? Like I said earlier, iron sharpeneth iron. Yes. And so in order for iron to sharpen iron, it has to come in contact with the iron. <laughs> it has to come in contact with the iron. Yes. Yes. And cause some sparks. Sparks. Right. <laughs> it may cause some sparks. Right. Just like if you want to sharpen a knife, you got to uh, get one of those, what is like a file or something mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you rub up against mm-hmm. that knife. And mm-hmm. it, it smooths mm-hmm. you out, mm-hmm. smooths the knife out. Yes, it does. So when someone, uh, when you interact with somebody, they may make you upset. Okay. But hopefully that smooths out the kinks. If we, we look at ourselves right. instead of the person, uh, we, we want to blame the person and don't want to interact with another person. Yes. But when we... Mm-hmm. recognize that mm-hmm. we got upset and mm-hmm. we look at ourselves mm-hmm. and we examine why mm-hmm. that kind of smooths that out so the next person that comes along mm-hmm. and does the same thing that we don't get upset right we respond instead of reacting right i'm gonna say this statement as it relates to learning from other situations now this has been said for a long time but i'm gonna say it a different way someone have said experience is the best teacher True, but I'm going to add to that. I want to learn from others' people's experience. So if they went down the wrong road, I want to talk to them so I won't go down the same road. Mm -hmm. So I don't need to experience the same thing they experience if I'm connected and learning and trying to figure out that I can learn from any and every situation. Mm -hmm. I can read books. I can go to the library. I can get a uh, a story from somebody else's life, mm-hmm. you know, that have been there and done that. You know, I love Maya Angelou and her story. I love others. When you go to the library, you can see books that people have penned. They have wrote based on their life story. So I've opened the book. Guess what? I can learn from that situation mm-hmm. and how they were not secure, but I can become secure. Mm-hmm. I can open the Bible and learn you know what David went through. I can learn what Saul went through. Mm-hmm. I can learn what Moses went through. You can learn from so many people in the Bible, right? Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. But then you will experience life. Yes. And what you have read, you have to put into action. Yes. Yes. And sometimes when we, well, a lot of times, you know, like in, when you're in school, the teacher teaches you a lesson. I don't know what they do nowadays, but you right, <laughs> they right, give you the right, curriculum, right. they give you all the information, yes. what you need to know, uh-huh. and so forth. And then they give you a test. Yes. Mm-hmm. The test is coming. You're right. 
are you going to apply what you have learned? Right. Do you know how to apply what you have learned? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it talks about experience being a a good teacher. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. you can you can have the knowledge. Right. The kenosis. Right. But then we need the epikenosis. Right. Right. The experience. Put what you know, and I, I've heard you say in church many times, we know more than we are doing. Right. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. So thank you, Lady of Honor, for sharing that information with us today and being a part of the show. There's so many health benefits that comes to not being angry. It can impact your heart if you're angry. Uh, many physicians have talked about that, cardiologists. So we got to understand the cardiovascular system and how it can be impacted. But also, I thank my audience. Thank, thank you for being you. with me, Lady of Honor. You're welcome. All right. You're welcome, too. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for tuning in to this uh, Mind Matters, and we look forward to seeing you next week where we'll be talking about trauma and how and what survivors needs to hear in order to move forward. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Mind Matters with Dr. J.A. Jones. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 5 p.m. right here on Praise 107.9 for more insightful discussion about how God's Word can get our minds right. You can also hear Dr. Jones preach in person Sundays at 11 a.m. at Faith Community Church of God at 1268 Gano Avenue in Orange Park, Florida, 32073. 